this flyover clip. We uh, lived in Mexico for two years and did missions work there in an, in an orphanage. And, you know, couple, people would come down for like a one week trip. And I remember how often we would talk to people that say, I would love to be doing this full time. Like they, they do it for a week and they're coming back. And I think they really had a heart for that. I remember one specific couple that I was talking to and they, they, you know, they were like, like a nurse and a heating air conditioning guy, you know, kind of a job electrician, you know, they had a good income between the two of them. And they, and they made that comment. I really feel like we're called to do this. I would love to be doing this more. And they're like, we just couldn't afford it financially. Well, over the week you're talking to them. They also had a, a vacation house with jet skis on a lake, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and debt. They would hard, you know, and it's like so often debt does keep God's people from doing what God has for them, handcuffed to those things. And like we have that as a nation that's put us in bondage a little bit, but we have that that personally. Mm -hmm. Well, here we go back to the Bible again, Mm -hmm. right? Do do we have bad kings because we have bad people that elect them? Or are people bad because you have a bad king, right? Mm. It, which is which is the chicken and yep. which is the egg? Well, I think there's a mantle of leadership and authority, and we will follow the lead of our ruler, mm-hmm. right? So, so we've had government that is a mass debt, and and it's accelerating, mm-hmm. and so this is why we have the country that we live in. I don't think it's because bad people are are electing a bad leader. I think the bad leader actually that that bleeds off into the nation and that's that anointing and that's the anointing of leadership. Right. Mm -hmm. So here we go back to 1776. We had zero debt in this country. We're just a baby. We're just a baby. We couldn't actually. America saw that new country smell. (laughs) We did. We did. We had the new country smell. (laughs) Right. And so from 1776 until. President Obama became president. We went from zero to $11 trillion in debt. Wow. Well, from Obama until now, which has been what? 13 years, maybe? We've gone from $11 trillion to $31 trillion. Unbelievable. I mean, so it's, it's mm-hmm. accelerating, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so this is the problem that we have. And it's not just the country. It's, it's corporate America. It's banks. Mm-hmm. It's individuals. We're all just amassing debt, amassing debt, amassing debt. And it's not just here in America. It's a global thing. So this is why the cycle that we're seeing right now is so dangerous because it's an implosion of debt and it's on a global scale. Mm -hmm. And it's like the system is so broken that they're going to have to reset it completely. Mm -hmm. And and this is, I think, the times Mm -hmm. that we're living in. And, And this is just math to me. It's just logic. We just happen to be the generation that's alive to see it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it's not like it's some kind of a, a rogue you know, podcaster, uber conservative podcaster that's saying the government's evil and this is going to happen. This is going to happen and coming up with all these bogus theories and whatever else. Right. No, this is actually real. It's just math. The debt is unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say it's similar to like a family, a household? If, if, Let's say we're both working, raising kids, and and Stacy stopped, so we lost that income, but we kind of kept the expenses the same, you know. And every time we would get in a pinch, like we really want to go to Disney, but the credit cards are maxed. I guess I could apply for a new one, and you get a new credit card, and it's like, oh, and, and probably to the outside world, it would look like, man, the Whiteheads are still doing great, man. They just, they just got back. I saw pictures on Facebook; they were in Disney World, and you know, like everything kind of feels the same, you know, like we're not really in a financial struggle. We're still going to dinner. We're going out to eat. You know, we still have the new car. 
everything looks great. And, and then, you know, but every time we're in a pinch, it's like, oh, maybe we get a uh, another line of credit on the house. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then we use that up. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's never any going backwards. And we didn't, you know, it, it went up, you know, love, I'm the biggest love mm-hmm. Donald Trump person in the world, but it's not like our debt went down those four years, you know, necessarily. I mean, we, we raised the debt ceiling without a, a blink. Nobody even talked about it. You know, we just kind of, that's a little bit of like just acceptable. And so they, is it kind of like that, but just on a big scale? And eventually though, there comes a time where, then you get a time to pay the piper. Where, I'm, where we got to sit down and talk, and it's like, babe, here's the deal: uh, we're making eighty thousand dollars a year, and we owe three hundred and fifty. Did that happen and like Hemingway? <laughs> like it did. It like, did happen to Ernest Hemingway, and, yeah. and one of the most prolific authors of all time. And he filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. And before he died, a reporter was asking him about his life. Right? And said, like, well, "How did you file for bankruptcy? What happened?" And his answer was, "Well." It started slowly, and then it just happened. <laughs> and, well, and that's the case for yeah. wh- where we are right now, right? Yeah. So so here's here's the difference between families and the government. So if you had this story, you, you, you make $80,000 a year, you have $350,000 in debt. I don't debt. know if that's possible, but that'd be a bad spot to be yeah, in. That would be a bad that's, spot. And that's how I feel as our government. Yeah. Well, it is, it is possible. I mean, anything's mm-hmm. possible. You, people just spend way too much, right? But, but you would sit down and say, okay, our income is static. You know, we're, we can't go out and really get another job. We're already mm-hmm. working full time. So therefore, we have to cut our spending. Mm-hmm. We have to make adjustments. The government doesn't think like that because they have a printing press. Yeah. So they never look at the expense side. They always look at the at the revenue side. And there's a couple of ways in their mind to make revenue. One's a real way and one's a fake way. So the government makes revenue through taxation. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, well, we could raise taxes. Yep. Well, when people are taxed, out of their mind already, you can't really raise taxes anymore or else it will reduce government revenue because we just will curtail our spending Mm -hmm. when our bottom line goes down. So the other way then they do it is they just go to the printing press and they print their way out of it, which is what they've been doing that causes more inflation and Mm -hmm. everything. This is where we are right now. Mm -hmm. So now you've got these, these just like every single year, you know, this, this May and June was no different, Mm -hmm. right? Debt ceiling talks. Uh, the only thing that's different this time is the political backstabbing got extreme, and McCarthy and Biden are sitting there talking. It's like, no, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna budge. And you show you see on TV Biden's old comments from like 2011 said we have to negotiate. The two sides need to get along right. and talk about raising the debt ceiling. Come on, well man. this time, yeah, this time it's like we're not negotiating. You know the press secretary is saying we this is this is not something we're going to negotiate on. Mm-hmm. And what do they want to negotiate on? It's like, well, you've got to cut expenses or the GOP is never going to raise the debt ceiling. So this went on for a couple of weeks. Then McCarthy says, all right, well, we'll probably raise the debt ceiling, but we we need to see proof that you're going to cut expenses. It's like, okay, they can say it, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it, it never happens. Yeah. They always raise the debt ceiling. And here's the reason why, especially now, we're in an, a pre-election cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So imagine running on this campaign. It's like, well, yeah, the economy shut down under my watch. Um, I we basically mismanaged money so bad we had to shut it down. But please vote for me. Yeah. Right. Right. So this is why they never stop. The de- they always keep raising the debt ceiling because they want to get reelected. And when you look at the expenses that were that were due on June first. So June 1st is when Janet Yellen said, we're running out of money. 
The government's going to have to mm-hmm. shut down. Is it uh, right? May 1st or June 1st? It was June 1st. June 1st. Of June 1st. Of 2023. 20, okay. So this, like right now, okay. right? So June 1st of 2023, she said, we, we're government's running out of money. If we don't raise the debt ceiling, the government's going to shut down. So the cynical side of me says, sweet. Yeah. If the government shut down, they're not going to spend you're, any you're, money. You're inner right. Ron Swanson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But, but the, the ugly side is 80 billion dollars in, in expenses were due on June 1st and they only brought in 18 billion. Oh, so, so this is the discrepancy. June 2nd, it was kind of a similar number. It's like, man, but what were the expenses for? The expenses were for veterans benefit, government retirements, Medicare, social security benefits. So this is why politicians are so reluctant to ever, ever not raise the debt ceiling because these are all the voters and and good people mm. get hurt mm-hmm. because of bad financial management by our country. Mm-hmm. So they always raise the debt ceiling because of that, because those people are voters and these politicians want to get reelected. Mm-hmm. So yeah. therefore they keep kicking the can down the road. And so McCarthy was kind of buckling and said, yeah, we'll probably just raise it. But you ha- we have to have some kind of a promise moving forward. I doubt they're ever going to get that. Mm-hmm. Right. But and then President Trump said, under no circumstances should you raise the debt ceiling this time, right? So now you've got this political oh, yeah. backfighting. But but he's right, right? Yep. We should not keep encouraging them and rewarding them for financial mismanagement. But what are the negative consequences, right? We, we A lot of times you don't hear about, well, what happens if, if the government does shut down? Mm-hmm. Well, all of the interest payments that, that we would make to people who own U.S. treasuries would stop. Who owns U.S. Treasuries? China. China, (laughs) Japan. The Federal Reserve is the largest owner of U.S. Treasuries on the planet. Japan is the largest country that owns U.S. Treasuries. China is the second largest country. State pensions have a ton of U.S. Treasuries. The federal government pension system has a ton of U.S. Treasuries. Imagine all the people that are impacted by Mm -hmm. not getting those payments. It is a big deal, but... But when you have a quasi-ally like Japan, they're probably not going to do anything except get mad. China is hates us from the jump pretty much politically. Yeah. And so they've got a big, strong military and a nuclear power. Mm-hmm. When you start stealing money long enough from a strong military country that's mm. a nuclear power, financial problems lead to political problems. Political problems lead to geopolitical problems, which is usually war. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is where we are in this life cycle of our debt. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how. In 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. 
You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.